Welcome to this special edition of the Curiosity Key podcast where we are going to go live with Steve Pipe on how to create an impact assessment for your business. So if you haven't already listened to the podcast interview with Steve, then um, have a look. It's on um, any sort of audio platform. It's also on YouTube and it's also on my website. So wherever you are tuning into, um, this is um, is going to be really, really valuable for you so you can create an impact assessment. And I'm just going to say to Steve, um, can you just tell us a little bit about what an impact assessment is and why you feel this is really beneficial to any business? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to use slightly different language, but I'm, we're talking about exactly the same thing. I, I, I'm an accountant by background. I'm 58 years old, based here in the UK. I fundamentally believe that that businesses should measure the things that matter and that accountants should help businesses, their clients, measure the things that matter so that we can make better, more informed decisions and consequently get better results, build better businesses, create better lives, and ultimately that flows through into a better world. Traditionally, accountants have focused on a relative of, of, of encouraged businesses to focus on a relatively narrow set of numbers, profit, cash flow, tax, balance sheet, uh, assets and liabilities, and so on. And those things have their use, but I think it's it's really, really important that we broaden the scope of measurement. And the one area in particular I'm, I'm keen to just explore together is broadening the scope of what we measure around the into the area of the impact that we have as a business on the world, and specifically the impact that we have towards UN Global Goals. You can see on the wall behind me over there, I have a poster with the UN Global Goals. I always have them right on my desk right next to me. Back in September 2015, every civilized country in the world signed up to this idea that there are 17 fundamental challenges that as as human beings that we need to to tackle, climate change and poverty and extreme hunger and equality and, and so on and so forth. There are 17 of these really detailed goals bought into by every single civilized country. Well, I think basically apart from North Korea, read into that what you wish. Um, at, but at the time, it was recognized that, you know, that um, governments can't do that alone and that there was a key role for businesses to step up, to step into that, that, that space and to make their contribution as well. And a key to that is starting to measure the impact that we have around those UN global goals. Now, there are some very complicated and very expensive ways of doing that. Well, what I want to share with you, with your audience, is a really simple and very inexpensive way of doing that which is transformational in terms of the motivation of a business internally and the story that that business, any business, your business, my business, every accounting firm, every one of their clients is able to, the story that they're able to tell in the marketplace about the difference that they make. So I believe passionately that it is part, a key part of the accounting profession's responsibility now as we you know, get to the end of 2019 and move into 2020 and, and beyond that our responsibilities need to evolve. Our The reporting that we help our clients introduce needs to move away from merely being financial into impact driven. And I believe that every business in the world should have an impact scorecard. And to illustrate one of those, I thought it might be useful if I showed you mine. I'm not saying for in any sense mine is perfect, but it is a it's a great opportunity to see one and start and hopefully take some insight from that, maybe some inspiration from that and start creating our own. And in fact, you could replicate mine in about five minutes, um, in structurally, I mean, and in terms of the data that it, that it showcases. So it's a, it's a very easy starting point. So with your permission, I will share my screen. 
Um, and so this, and hopefully you can now see my screen, this is my website. And you will notice that this very second tab on my website is called Impact because this is the tab that has my impact statement on it. So I'm actually on that page already as it turned out. Ignore the bit at the top, that's just a picture of me being silly. Um, so I have at the top of my impact statement, firstly, the impact that my business has had on my clients over the years. And I've used an impact state, uh, impact sheet, you can see it on the right-hand side of the page there, um, to, to capture stories from many of the accountants, many of the clients that I've worked with, how much, what sort of impact has, has our work had on your bank account, on your life, on the world, and on how you feel. And you know, I've got a growing total of 73 million as estimated by the people that are filled in these forms, accountants and their clients. And they say that money will help them do things like pay off their mortgage and pay for great holidays and retire early and follow their dreams. And they've used words like, this has made me feel amazing, thrilled and proud. That bit at the top is specific to my business, although many accountants are starting to do that too. So we can, we can ignore that because that's not relevant to everybody, although that is useful to some of us. It's really the rest of the impact statement which starts here, the impact scorecard that starts here, that I would encourage every business in the world to create their version. This is just my version. This is my example. This is my illustration. But any business can take this idea and use it to create their own. So my impact statement starts here and says, well, as a business, we've created 17 million smiles around the world, which is an extraordinary claim. We obviously need to explain what the hell that means. But just imagine if that were true. It is, by the way. But just imagine you know, you, if your business were able to say, we've created 17 million smiles. That, that's an extraordinary headline. That's an extraordinary starting point for telling the story in the marketplace and to our team about what our business is here to do and what it's already achieved. And so... I created that headline, and then there's a little video here, which is me explaining an overview, sitting in this exact chair that I'm sitting in now, um, but I didn't have the UN Global Goals on the wall back there. You can see I've got a map of the world as it happens. I've replaced that with uh, the Global Goals behind me now, uh, long overdue replacement. So the little video that, it, that sort of puts this into context, but it doesn't really say anything more than I'm, I'm saying to you, so I'm not going to play the video now. Anybody can visit this on my site, watch the video, and it'll sort of, it will make sense. By the way, it also says that um, thanks to you that the, the 17 million has just gone up by one because just because you're watching, you're on this web page today, um, a child in Malawi will be fed for a day on your behalf but at my expense. So what I do is at the end of every month, I look at the number of page views I've had and I give one day of food to a child in Malawi for every page view. So that's part of my system. And the little video explains how that all hangs together as part of it. So we've got this overview video. You don't have to have a video. You could just have a few words or you could just jump down to the bit that I'm about to show you next. But it's useful to have a scene setting element because this is a scorecard that we're sharing with the world, telling the story of what our business does and why, why it does it and how it does it and the difference that those things have made. So my 17 million smiles, in fact, anybody, your, whatever your equivalent of 17 million smiles, that, com that comes from, two, has two components. It's a direct and an indirect component. The direct component are the number of smiles that I can quantifiably, demonstrably, as an accountant, point to, audit if I need to, that, I, that my business has created. And here's the... 
here's that direct figure. So I know, I know for an absolute fact that my little business, which is basically me sitting in this room here in Leeds, um, selling some books in the past and selling some training and running some webinars and running seminars and so on, my little business has created 5,646,050 and 50 smiles around the world. And what it means by smile is these impacts. You can see them scrolling through 308,000 days of support to farmers in Cambodia, 47,000 days of reading materials to girls in Cambodia also, 22,630 days of water, well, that's in India, I think. Um, so you can see scrolling through the screen the components of my 5.6 million impacts. Now, by the way, this is not, and what we're measuring here is not the spend. I have not spent 5.6 million pounds or 5.6 million dollars. That would have bankrupted me if I even remotely <laughs> tried to. This is me as a little business building in over a 12-year period. These are the 12-year running totals into everything that we do, some good happening. So I'll give you a specific example. When I run webinars, very often, it varies from webinar to webinar, but very often at the end of the webinar, I will say to the audience, thank you so much for coming. Just because we've been together on this webinar today, a child in rural India will get access to e-learning for a month. So I will, as a thank you for you being here, a child in rural India will get access to e-learning. Now I've chosen e-learning because We've sat together on a webinar, that's an e-learning event, which you've hopefully got value from, and the child in India gets e-learning. Now, let me tell you, through B1G1, funding 30 days of e-learning in rural India is 30 cents. So if I have 100 people on my webinar, that costs me $30, that's 25 quid. For spending 25 pounds at the end of a webinar, two things happen. Number one, the, 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 the sense of joy and connection and engagement and loyalty that the webinar audience have, and these are my customers bearing in mind, so you know that deepened connection that they have with the customers goes through the roof, number one, so they're more likely to come next time, they're more likely to maybe buy if I'm selling something, they're more likely to connect with me and refer to me and talk about me. But also if I tell the story in the invitation emails, if I explain when I send out an invitation to a webinar, you know, when you come to the webinar, a child in rural India will get access to e-learning for a month just because you're there, what I discover is that more people come to my webinar. So this actually, spending that 25 quid, that $30, not only puts a smile on my face and joy in my heart and spring in my step, not only makes the people that are there more likely to buy from me and stay loyal and, and all those things, but also more of them are in the in the webinar in the first place. Why wouldn't I spend 25 quid, $30 to do that? Now, I could have given a day's worth of e-learning. No one know, no one else really knows that it cost me one cent a day. So if I didn't want to spend 25 quid, I could have spent 25 pence and quite frankly still achieved pretty much the same outcome. And there's no business in the world that couldn't, that, that couldn't take that idea and fold it into its processes. So what are the things in your business that you want to encourage? You, know, what, you, you want to encourage people to sign up to your mailing list. So maybe fund a day's worth of food for everyone who joins your mailing list. You want to encourage people to open your email. So maybe you know, fund a day's worth of education for everyone who opens your emails. These are things that will cost you one cent. You want to encourage people to click on your emails, to click through and visit your website, for example. So maybe fund a day's worth of, uh, of shoes to an orphan in, in Moldova. I think that costs three cents, that particular one. Um, you want to encourage people then actually to have maybe have a meeting with you or come to an, an event that you're running, which is the top of your sales funnel. So link that to maybe 
you know, providing food to a homeless person or, or, or bricks that they can contribute towards building a school in Cambodia or whatever. There are thousands of projects. You can see them scrolling through my screen. I saw a lovely one yesterday. There's a, um, a business called Go Mad. For everybody who opens their e-newsletter, they give um, a, a, day, a day's dose of vitamin A. Why? Because vitamin A helps prevent child blindness. So you read our newsletter and you prevent child blindness. What a beautiful connection costs one cent. So if a thousand people open their newsletter, that's what, $10, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, something crazy. It, it's amazing. And I think looking at your your impacts, it's definitely <laughs> something to aspire to. Because I think I've, I've been involved with the ONG one for just over a year now. Um, and, you know, I, I have this little widget on my website as well, um, obviously significantly less than what you've got here. But it, it's those, those really small teeny tiny little impacts that do make a difference and it's sort of like you know the, the power like Paul Dunn talks a lot about the power of small yeah. and you know yeah. sort of compound impact really yeah. Yeah. um and also that no nobody um has the excuse not to get involved you know I set up my business I've still got kind of like a micro business I'm still growing it um but I wanted to get involved um right there and then so you know you hear a lot of people saying you know I want to give to charity I want to do good in the world but I'm just kind of waiting until you know I have x um you know number of um revenue profit in my business but with this you really you know you anybody can get involved you know for as little as a cent you can make a difference and, and as you said steve you can create a smile in the world um make an extraordinary difference for a cent. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my 5.6 million is a 12-year journey um and and it's added up to that much partly because of the number of years involved but but also because i try to connect b1g1 to everything that happens in my business and in my life and and so it's not just something, and I'll, we'll come back to the rest of the school cup, but since you've asked me this question, it actually opens up a really interesting um, new avenue um, because not only can we use B1G1 in our businesses, and that's what it was essentially designed for, um, and we'll see how some of, more of the power of that in a second, but, but actually can flow through into so many aspects of our lives. So I'll give you an example. Over the road there, you can't see it, but just over the road over there is, is our neighbour, and New neighbors moved in on the weekend. And so rather than take round a big sort of welcome to your new home present, we um, we had a small box of chocolates, so we are going to give them the small box of chocolates, but we're also going to give them a card, which I've already created. In fact, we haven't been able to give it to them yet because although their car's there, we haven't actually managed to meet them, but it's sitting at the front door waiting to give to them. And inside the card is a little note that says, essentially, you know, Welcome to your new home. Uh, our family has lived in this house for 15 years and we've loved it. We hope that your family will really love living here too. But to celebrate your new home on behalf of our two families, then we've uh, provided, and I forget now off the top of my head what it was. We, we provided to two families in India um, a year's worth of help in something or other. I actually can't remember what, the, what we gave because we're giving all the time and I sp- can't specifically remember. But the point was, our family and their family, two families. So we've helped to, to welcome you to your new home, to celebrate you moving in and looking forward to all those years of happiness here. We've, on your behalf, funded two families in India to be helped in some way. And we hope this makes you feel as joyful as it, as it does us, you know, love the pipes. Um, when I've done things like that before, I've never done that exact thing, but equivalent things, the reaction 
from the person who's been on the receiving end. There's been extraordinary. A friend of mine I played tennis with, his had his first uh, grandchild. So we're talking about babies in our in the in the, the main podcast, weren't we? Uh, his first grandchild was born a few weeks ago, and to congratulate him, his wife, and and uh, and, and and son and daughter-in-law. Um, we gave them a, 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 I sent him an email that, that included within it a little message that essentially said, you know, congratulations on the, the, the I posted this to him, I didn't email it to him. Congratulations on the birth of, of little baby Ellie, as she's called. Um, to celebrate her, you know, we, we gather that the, the childbirth was safe and, and everybody's well, which is fantastic. Um, but, and in fact, you can see on the screen there, we've given 12 women in Kenya childbirth assistance. That was the exact project, coincidentally, that I supported. So because their, their baby had been born safely in hospital here in the UK, but obviously in other parts of the world, not all mums have that same facility to, to give birth safely. So as a, a to, to share the joy and make sure that someone else was also able to have their baby safely, we funded um, medical care for a, a pregnant mum to give birth safely in Kenya. Um, and, and we the email just went on to explain the, the card went on to explain a little bit more about that they were absolutely blown away the impact that that little gift had was way more than yet another bunch of flowers given to a, the you know the, the, the young mum or yet another box of chocolates because it, it it really meant something it really mattered they gave that joy and smile and feeling in the heart that you know you know our little Ellie's had a, a great start in life, but now, thanks to little Ellie, so is another little baby somewhere else in the world that we'll never meet. So you can actually fold the B1G1 stuff, not only into every aspect of your business, but into every aspect of your life. We could talk about that another time, but let's come back to the impact scorecard because we've only got to the first of, of a few sections. By the way, just for the benefit of people that don't know where you and I have got this exact thing on our You've got the equivalent on your website, Charlie, and here's mine on mine. Um, B1G1 makes it remarkably easy. I'm, this is, I've just toggled across now to the B1G1 website. I'm logged in as a member. It keeps the score for me. As and when I give, it keeps the score. And I got. And it's, it's embarrassingly simple. There's two things you need to do. You click here, which says get the embed code. You click there, which says copy. You go back to your website and you paste it into the HTML page. That's it. When you do that, your website, your, your uh, impact scorecard contains your version of what's on the screen there. It's remarkably simple. It's remarkably powerful. It's remarkably easy. So get in this data and it's maintained in real time. So if I, I get that's the thing, it just makes it super, super simple. You know, it's it's like not, yeah. uh, that was always something that blew me away is that, you know, you're not really doing it just to yeah. sort of like market it and, and, and showcase. And you kind of want to because you want other people to get involved as well. But it, it does. It makes it super simple. And it's quite nice because yeah. I, I like to I'm very visual. So I just think it, it, it looks good um, yeah. and it, it really showcases the difference that you are making. Just imagine if every business in the world had this thinking, this mindset and then was sh- was telling the story of the impact that it has in this kind of way. Just imagine that, you know, 5 million is not necessarily that, but let's say every business in the world ended up creating 50,000 impacts over a 12-year period. Mm. There are millions of businesses. That would be billions of lives changed. That would be billions of trees planted and billions of solutions delivered to pregnant mums and starving children and cancer patients and you name it. You know, animals and you know all the project, all the things that you can support, and you can still see them scrolling through on the screen there. So the first part of what I think should be on an impact scorecard is breaking down your direct impacts by project, and that's been on the screen for long enough. I guess everybody has a sense of what that means. 
It's mm-hmm. actually really useful to also be able to break down the same impacts by geography. So here's me, stevepipe.com, sitting in Leeds. And these are all the places, all the projects, all the places in the world that I, the, those things we saw up there, of all the places where they've landed, all the countries, all the projects that have been impacted. So it's just a, it's an alternative way of visualizing and showcasing the same thing. We genuinely have created smiles around the world because there's the proof. There's our reach out around the world. And any business can have exactly the same reach and can have exactly the same data visual on its website. Remarkably easy. Um, it's down here. I just, I simply did three things. I clicked get embed code. I clicked copy and I pasted it onto my website. That's that's the second part of a impact scorecard. Created. So is that your, the, the scorecard, is that the one that was at the top of your website just to, um, just to confirm? So that was the, the card that. So this bit of paper is what yeah. I used to use when I was consulting with businesses. At the end of the meeting, I would give it to the business owner and say, what sort of impact do you think this is going to have our work or what impact have we had on your bank accounts, improve your profits, improve your cash flow and so on. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that everybody uses that because that's relevant you know, mostly to accountants, consultants, advisors, coaches kind of people. You know, if you're a retailer or a um, you know, or many, a manufacturer, that sheet is probably not relevant. However, this bit from here on down is relevant to every business in the world. Yeah, every business in the world can connect to can connect its sales and lead generation and newsletter readership and um, on time payments to making good happen in the world. Every business in the world can showcase those on its scorecard directly by project, mm-hmm. by location, and then for me, the most beautiful one of all is this one which is showcasing those same impacts but according to the UN Global Goals the 17 things that every civilized country in the world said we have to do something about well I can see and I can show you and show anybody else the impact that I've had against each of those global goals now this is not in any way shape or form you're not interested in the impact I've had and that's not where I'm showing it to I'm showing it to you because you i.e. your readership can have exactly the same data exactly the same analysis with your numbers on your website. So you can, every business in the world can show the world the difference they're making to the world. That's It's another good way of transforming a very dull office. You know, if you want to, instead of putting artwork on your walls, you know, imagine the impact that you can make on people visiting your office or your place of work if you're directly showcasing the uh, the impact that you're making in the world. I, I just think it's absolutely... This is, this is if, if you have a, a, a business where people visit you, here's my top tip, uh, particularly if people visit you, I don't mean a retail environment, but if you're a consultant advisor, if they come in to buy something or to ask for your advice or part of the service delivery is, is in a space, an office or environment, I would put up on the wall a nice uh, poster or image of the UN Global Goals. And I would have decided, if I was you, I would have sat down beforehand, and B1G will make this remarkably easy, let me just show you. I would have gone here, and B1G allows you to find projects in the advanced search facility for whichever UN Global Goal you choose. So starting with UN Global Goal 1, which is eradicating poverty, doing a search, and sorting them according let's say low-cost projects we can start doing something about eradicating poverty for one from one cent there's that e-learning that i talked about one cent is how we can provide e-learning rural village we can prevent child blindness i talked about that one the newsletter 
where they gave um, vitamin A supplements to prevent child blindness. There's one, two, three, for a tiny amount of money, small amounts of money, we can start doing something to, to address UN Global Goal number one on poverty. And we could, we could search in the same way for all the other UN Global Goals. So what I'm then suggesting is that you sit down and for each of the UN Global Goals, you pick a project, a project that you're happy to support. So Global Goal 1 might be you know, eradicating poverty by providing seeds to feed a child in, in India. You can do that for one cent a day or $1.85 a year. That will buy enough seeds that when they're planted will grow into enough food to feed a child for a year for $1.85. Um, but it could just be one, one cent for one day's worth. So you decide... For each of the 17 UN Global Goals, this is my suggestion, for each of the 17 UN Global Goals, which project you want to support and how many days worth you want to support it. So you might decide that if, if they choose climate action as a project, then what you'll do if, if we choose climate action is you'll plant a tree. You can plant a tree in Kenya for 40 cents. So that's about 32 pence. Um, so you can plant a tree for 32 pence. And then when you've got your customer or supplier or contact or potential employee coming into the office, you take them to the global goals that are on the wall. And at, at some point in the meeting, when it's appropriate, often towards the end, you take them to the global goals chart and you say, look, as a business, we are committed to making the world a better place, not just through the products and services we sell. They do make the world a better place, but also above and beyond that and not just here locally but around the world you can see on our website that we are genuinely have making a difference around the world you can see it there you showcase that so back in 2015 this is continuing the script back in 2015 every civilized country in the world recognized that as a global society we need to do something about these 17 global goals 17 ways in which we need to make things better which of these 17 is most important to you right now. So you're asking your customer or your supplier, which of these is most important to you right now? And let's say they pick, they look at them, they're on the wall, so it's nice and easy for them to see them, but the images on the wall will be exactly like on my screen because these are the official UN global goals icons, imagery. If let's say they picked quality education, and you, so they say, well, actually, education is really important to me. For me, that's where it all starts. If you, when you get education, you change lives. If you don't get education, lives are trapped. So if they, if if the person picks education, you then come back straight away with, that's wonderful. That really matters to us as well, because all seventeen matter to you. That's wonderful. That really matters to us as well. So as a thank you for you coming in and seeing us today, we would like to, on your behalf, we'll use B one G one on your behalf, but at our expense to fund a child in rural India to get access to e-learning in their village for a whole month. Now, you don't say that's only going to cost me 30 cents. You leave the cost bit out because when you tell them you're going to give access to e-learning just because they come in around the global goal that they've chosen is most important to them, and a whole month that e-learning is, is going to improve the child's educational level and therefore begin to shape and improve the rest of their life. And in fact, as we do that with many, many times, you know, hopefully begin to shape the rest of not just that child's life, not just that family, but many, many, many families, but perhaps even a whole country, perhaps even a whole world lifted up just because we do business together. That's what we mean, you'd continue to say, by being a, using our business as a force for good. We're passionate about using our business as a force for good. Now, that whole process 
would have cost him with that example 30 cents to, to educate a child for a, in rural India for a, a month. But just imagine the impression you make. Just imagine what that does for your reputation. Just imagine what that does for the likelihood that that customer or prospect will actually become a customer if they're only a prospect or will stay a customer or will go back and tell someone else. Just imagine what it does for the word of mouth advertising. Just imagine what it does for the team knowing that on the wall is a list of 17 global goals and the business is doing something about each of them. And in fact, on the website, they can see the running total live score on their impact scorecard. So in, in, in my case, 714,622 impacts towards making to providing quality education to everyone in the world in my little business. Just imagine how that feels to the team, how that feels to the customers. Just imagine what that will mean, what kind of customers you'll attract. So there's a whole load of stuff going up on my screen. <laughs> emails are coming in in one go. I've actually turned my in email inbox off, but it still overrides it. Just imagine what that does for reputation and motivation and energy levels just because you build kindness into your business model in this kind of way. So that's the that's what I would absolutely do if I if if I had a meeting room I would use that process to engage with everybody who comes into my meeting room or into my office in my space to be able to tell the story more effectively than ever before of the difference that we're creating in the world. And then what will happen and this nicely flows into the final part of your of any person's um, impact statement is because if you remember I said that you know my little business has created um, 17 million smiles but so far i've only shown you 5.6 million of them these are the direct smiles the direct impacts the ones that have actually been funded by my business but once you start telling the story of the difference that your business makes once you start showcasing your 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 global goals scorecard like this once you start having the global goals on the wall like i've got behind me and start inviting people to pick one and then you give on behalf of them what happens is Many of the people that come across you, many of your customers, many of who you talk to say, I'd love to be part of that too. How can I do the same sort of thing? So they effectively join you on the journey towards making the world a better place. And what B1G1 does there, which is genius, is it keeps track of, not in financial terms, but in terms of uh, their, their impact. So down here, scroll through to this, B1G1 keeps in real time this total for me which is the number, and it will do exactly the same for you, Charlie, it will do exactly the same for anybody else that uses it. The number of smiles created by the businesses that have built this stuff into their business because you inspired them to do it. So this is what your tribe effectively, your, your, your followers, the people that have, when they see this on your wall, when they see this on your website, when they hear the story about the great good that you're doing, they say, I want to be part of that too. I'd love to do something like that in our business. So they, they follow you, as it were. You're a leader. They become followers in, in, in this sense. B1G1 keeps track of the, the number of giving, not the dollar amount. The 11 million is not how many dollars or pounds have been given. Again, it's the number of days of water and days of education and days of food and so on added up, not the dollar amount, the, the number of days primarily. And I was able to drop that onto my website by getting the embed code, clicking copy, and put it there. 
Because the other thing so, that you mentioned as well is that, uh, and that we talked about in the podcast, was that you need to demonstrate uh, uh, what it is that you're doing, not just talk about it. I talk a lot about, you know, sort of show, um, don't just tell people. Yeah. And, you know, if you're showing people uh, the the kindness uh, or, or rather the kind values of your business, yeah. then, um, you know, that shows your future customers. It shows your future employees. It shows, you know, your community and, uh, the, you know, the rest of the, the industry that you are a kind business and that you yeah. back up what you're saying. And, you know, that there are so many companies out there that just the kind of faceless companies that you have no idea what they're really like. You know, you can take a punt on them. You sort of like trust your instincts uh, to a certain point. But with this, it's like a way of demonstrating that, you know what, you do have some really sort of kind core values. You want to make a difference uh, and you attract people that share those values as well. So it's great. And and how much better is it to end up in this kind of way, attracting businesses that share your values, attracting customers, team members, you know, referral sources that share your values. Mm-hmm. So working together is a joy. You know, uh, there, there was one, too many of us spend too much of our time in business serving people we don't like just because we need the flipping money. Well, that's not very different from prostitution, quite frankly. Whereas <laughs> when you do this kind of stuff, Actually, what you attract to the business are team members and customers who share this belief that, you know, as human beings, we're put on earth to do some good. That our, you know, one of my goals is to make my children proud. You know, we were talking on the earlier podcast, Charlie, about you just had your little baby and, and Laura, our oldest, was born 28 years ago. And she totally changed my life by making make me, but I chose to give up my job and do other things as a result of her being born. I want, I mean, I'm ferociously proud of all three of my children, but I want them to be proud of me too. And that means making sure that the values which I've tried to bring them up with and that my parents tried to bring me up with don't stop when I leave the front door, when I go to work, but actually they're embedded in my business. You know, like you, I was brought up to try and be kind and caring and nice as a person. But that doesn't just apply to me and my family in my family context and with friends, it applies to me in my business context. And what I've discovered is that when you build it in the business context in the sort of way we've seen here, number one, the impact that you can create on the world is simply extraordinary. In my little business has had this kind of difference. It created this kind of impact. It's just, you know, it blows my mind still to this day. The joy that it puts in your heart is extraordinary. But also here's the, if you want a hard, hard business case from an accountant, the pounds that it puts in your bank account are also extraordinary. Because if you if you want to build a reputation for not only doing great stuff, but being a great business, this is a crucial part of it. If you want to be in touch with what increasingly the evidence is telling us people want, which is businesses that care, this has to be part of your strategy. If this sort of stuff isn't part of your strategy, quite frankly, your business is going to be left behind. And if anybody's in any doubt about that, let me just, if I may, just run through a little scenario and so that you're, anybody watching or listening to this can make a choice, and this is not a choice about doing anything, it's a choice in theoretical terms, and then they can start thinking about, that's our meeting together, uh, then they can start thinking about the implications of that choice. Imagine that you wanted a cup of coffee. You're, on, you're out in town, you're in front of two coffee shops. Um, they both look identical from the outside. When you go into them, they both have the same furniture, the same coffee machine, the same coffee grinds. They both sell the same coffee, same everything about it for the same price. 
but you're at the moment you're standing outside the front door of each of the two coffee shops. There's the coffee shop on the left and the coffee shop on the right. They both sell a cup of coffee for three quid. You really want a cup of coffee. You don't like coffee, it's tea. It, you know, it, that you want to go in there and buy a drink. The coffee shop on the left sells you a cup of coffee for three quid. The coffee shop on the right also sells you a cup of coffee for three quid. But when you get your cup of coffee there, in addition to you getting your cup of coffee, a child in Malawi gets access to clean water that day. So that instead of having to walk several miles to a distant well, carry it back and do that several times a day, which is usually young girls, by the way. And usually as a result, there isn't enough time in the day to go to school. So usually they miss out on an education and usually their whole life is impacted negatively by that. Whereas just because you bought your cup of coffee, that's funded water in the village so the young girl doesn't have to make that journey so that she has clean, pure water, so she doesn't get ill and can go to school. Now, there's two coffee shops, three quid in each case. One just gives you coffee. The other one gives you coffee and gives someone else water. This is the question. Which of those coffee shops would you go to? Which of those coffee shops would you go to? Which of those coffee shops would you go back to? Which of those coffee shops would you tell other people about? Which other, which of those coffee shops would, if you were looking for a job in a coffee shop, would you prefer to work in? Which of those coffee shops would you be more enthusiastic about selling more coffee, perhaps because you knew that it was going to be changing lives in India, not just um, filling the pockets of the business owner? If your answer to any of those questions was the coffee shop that is that does the water thing as well as just the coffee thing. That's telling you everything you need to know. That's telling you that you and people like you would prefer to do business with a business that is a force for good. And actually, and when I've, I've, asked, I've used that same scenario in, in an audience of 1,000, we had 980 people who basically said, yeah, I go to the coffee shop with water. So you imagine that in terms of a queue. There's 20 people outside the coffee shop that's just selling coffee, and there's 980 outside the coffee shop that's also providing water. And then when I said, what if the coffee shop providing water was five pence more expensive for the coffee shop? Still be there. 980 would still be there paying 5p more. Bear in mind that the water costs one cent. That's actually more profitable. So what if your, if your answer to that question was, yes, I would choose the coffee shop with water. That is telling you everything you need to know, that you don't need anything else. You know that when other people make that same choice, and they do, if you build those things into your business, you're going to get the equivalent of 980 people outside your coffee shop doing business with you and paying you the equivalent of 5p more. And there's nothing magical about 980 coffee or 5 pence. My point is more people will pay you more money to do business with you if you're the equivalent of that coffee shop doing good. Whatever you keep coming back stuff, and referring and you as well. coming back <laughs> and they keep referring you and the word of mouth just goes through the roof. And then because you've got your impact scorecard on your website, the people that come to your business, your coffee shop or whatever, know it's actually happening because you've got a scorecard that shows the difference you're making around the world, where you know, the difference in terms of the projects you've supported, the difference in terms of the ge geography that's impacted, the difference in terms of the global goals that you've supported. All of that hangs together brilliantly well. Many, many people will follow you as customers. They'll buy from you. They'll shout from the rooftops about you. Many of them will follow you on this journey to making the world a better place too. So you'll also have these indirect impacts. What is there not to love about this? I guess this is the, the ultimate, you end up with one other question is, what would my mum and dad want me to have done? 
or what would my kids want me to do? What's the right thing to do? There's the question. What's the right thing for the world? What's the right thing for our business? To me, the answer is glaringly obvious. As a hard-nosed accountant, the right thing to do is the thing that makes my business more successful. This would do it. And as someone who tries to be as kind in business as I try to be in life and wants to make the world a better place, this is also the right thing to do. This is wonderful congruence. Great for me, great for the world. Why wouldn't I do it? Because the alternative is to do something which is bad for you and bad for the world. And yet some people will still do that. And they'll do it because I'll do it tomorrow. They kid themselves to do it tomorrow. You will never do it tomorrow. Today is the only day there is. Today is the only day there ever is. Tomorrow never comes. It's just an excuse. Do it today. Sorry, Charlie, I have ranted. But <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually a really, good, a really good place to, to finish uh, because I, I'm going to have to go anyway because uh, I need to go and, and feed my son. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, though this has been absolutely wonderful and I hope that everybody uh, watching and listening uh, you know, is, is getting a huge amount of value from this. And if you do want to find out more, you can con- contact myself, Charlie Wyman, you can contact Steve uh you know you have uh Steve is it stevepipe.com it's stevepipe.com is my website yeah and my email address is steve at stevepipe.com I'll gladly help you in any way I can for free and yeah we are both on LinkedIn as well so if you want to go onto LinkedIn connect with us and keep the conversation going we would both very much appreciate that as well so thank you so much for listening and watching and yeah we'll catch up with you soon ciao for now